Hi, and welcome to the After the Whistle podcast. Now, since this international break, I won't be on today. Basura is taking over to talk NBA with Crack and a special guest. Today's episode focuses on the recently passed trade deadline and how things are shaping up for the remainder of the NBA season. Now, if you haven't already, follow and interact with our Twitter account at ATW Podcast GCR and catch all our previous episodes on listentogcr.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the episode. National break is on. Is it underway or underway? <laughs> underway. Okay. <laughs> uh, got this chair. <clears throat> Take two. International break is underway, and Ko, Corey, and Kawawa have taken leave <laughs> of the team. <laughs> so I'm here to do my best to, you know, run, run and steady the ship. I have Smiley, Crack, and Paiola joining us. Welcome, guys. Go. Thanks, man. If so, if so. I don't remember the last time we recorded with Yusuf. It's been years, right? It feels like years. <laughs> <laughs> cool. This is actually my first. Oh yeah, this so week. welcome, welcome, welcome to the craziness, man. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of crazy. If so, but if I like so, it. If so, now now we bring the crazy inside. Mm-hmm. Them, So let's talk international break since that's what we're on. Now, the results right now don't really need we. Well, what we are curious about has been the protest that seems to be springing up with the national teams. Norway and Germany have had some t-shirt protests. And what we want to discuss quickly is, do we feel the team should do more? Or is this just kind of like the kneeling down for racism? Them do good picture photo up, then they all go and play in Qatar anyway. Crack, what do you think? Hey, you should not stop blast me. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> smiley, smiley, go before me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what you think. Eh? Uh-huh. All right, cool. I'll be racist, so you Wow. Okay. Honestly, um, unlike the kneeling down protests, that one, I've never been for it since the beginning because the moment you start making it an organized thing, a scheduled thing that every game you start, they're kneeling down, it loses all its um, essence. It's better when it's more like an act of defiance, like the uh, kneeling down during the um, anthem uh, they were doing in was it, um, NFL, right? It was NFL, right? Yeah, you're talking about Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. NFL, yeah. So when you do it, when you make it something that is organized and all corporate like, it, it just loses its essence. So I think this one is definitely more impactful in the sense that you have a very major country like Germany joining in. Norway, in the end, theirs might not go too far because they are already missing out on the Euros this summer. The World Cup too, they've gotten off to a bad start. They lost 3-0 to, to Turkey. I don't think they'll even be at the World Cup for them to be protesting this. So at least you have a very major voice in Germany doing it. And you know, one um, I saw the, the statistics on the number of people who have died. It, it, for people who don't know, they are protesting because of the one the human yeah. the human rights situation in Qatar and the workers' conditions. And over 5,000 workers have died so far. 
since they started building the stadiums about eight years mm. ago. Five thousand, like, is is actually a very crazy number. It's and crazy. I saw it, Five thousand. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw the number, and I thought it was even an exaggeration or something. Because actually, five thousand workers dying. It's not a war or anything. They are just building stadiums, and five thousand workers are, have died. So, a condition stadium, so <laughs> and yeah, me in the first place, I don't think the World Cup should have been given to Qatar because their human rights record is atrocious. Putting that aside, to the fact that you can't you can't even host the World Cup at the normal time that you usually play the World Cup in the summer, uh-huh. we have to move the entire World Cup to December, November for them, for a country that doesn't even deserve it. I don't think they are worth the stress. Of moving a whole football calendar for it should never have gotten to this stage in the first place me we all know there were some back backhand deals that happened for it to get to this stage but yeah the protest is a good thing i'm hoping over the next few matches we see more countries joining in the major countries joining in and take but in the end I'd, it's, it's going to be one of those things though probably just announce some reforms put in some nice PR and everything will still go ahead as planned. But at least once they are raising awareness, it's a good thing. Payola, what do you what do you think? I mean, Smiley's arguing that at the very least, Gem, the German team is raising awareness. Do you think actually, if you're not boycotting, my guy, <laughs> that's where <laughs> the football make we go. <laughs> this, this situation is quite funny. It's, it's similar to what happened in the NBA. I think somewhere last season during the playoffs when the players decided to wear all these social justice messages and all that. Yep. I mean, if if I'm all up for change, okay, if if it's going to push authorities, if it's going to help bring about a change, I'm up for it. Because these things, like Smiley mentioned, 5,000 people, it's mad, it's crazy. And if this is something that will go a long way to change it, then I'm up for it. I think like all of the countries should practically be involved one way or the other because it's 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 saddening how this this thing turned out. And yeah, if that's what's what's going to bring about change, then yeah, let's go for it. Crack. Last word to you. Nothing Will is, you be boycotting not, the World Cup? Is, nothing is going to come of it, whether they choose to boycott, whether they choose to uh, create awareness. World Cups are actually planned ahead and they are hosted every four years. Even during the pandemic, it's still going to come on. They knew Qatar's record of human rights, as Smiley said. It should have never have gone there in the first place. The kickbacks and everything happened. Platter was changed. And these people still came with a new administration. Everybody thought, oh, things were going to, better, going to be better. And they are still doing the same thing. Whether I create awareness or not, it's too late for it. It's supposed to be total boycott. If they are not boycotting it, awareness will not do anything. Or they are going to be there, play, and still wear anti-racism shirts or anti-human rights shirts or what. Because these people, <laughs> we've known them, and this is their, yeah, and this is who they are. You can't, right now, when you go there, and are going to play the tournament there, you can't wear uh, human rights things or anti-Qatar, this one over there again. <laughs> you are in their country, and those people, they are freaking dangerous. <laughs> so forget it. Either it's total boycott or the awareness. It, it's seriously, there's nothing going to come of the awareness. You can get teams. Brazil will not join the awareness. I'm telling you, 
as a fan will you be boycotting or you are watching the world cup yourself he wants Masa, to watch it as a fan but i want to watch the world cup go and play <laughs> go and play go and suffer during the football calendar you knew all of this you put it in, you didn't create awareness uh, a, a, a year to this one you're now creating awareness hey but you are playing the uh, qualifiers but they are playing the qualifiers why didn't they boycott the qualifier matches they are playing yeah the real standard as you said no don't play like the way the backs did and they have to be back in the nba don't play but you understand that's the real boycott no way shirt and coming to win match and you celebrate after the match because you got three points no 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 my man sit i would say for a football team or for teams it gets tricky because in that team it's probably not going to be everybody who would agree to boycotting a world cup so uh, trying to get consensus among the team then you have like what the technical team like the coaches and staff that we are all prepared to not go play in a world cup which is still a pretty big deal and an important what sporting events like Charlie, if you win it it's, a, it's still a big deal well, so I, I don't know how much blame players should or how much responsibilities players should be given to totally boycott their games and not play just to drive home the message of human rights we all know qatar was a bad pick all the fa's know and the German team just decided, hey, let's wear t-shirts and just point it out that we are not fans of this, but we will go through or go ahead with the decision anyway. On that, the part about players boycotting, I just want to uh, remind us that, you remember um, the last Women's World Cup, Ada Hederberg, the Women's Player of the Year at the time, she boycotted, she's also from Norway, and Norway are also part of the people protesting this Qatar thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether it's a thing about Norwegians that they are more uh, bold in coming out against these, these things. Because for the Women's Player of the Year to boycott a whole Women's World Cup, because she was protesting, I think, the gender pay gap or something like that. She, she was See? able to do it. She was so able to be, do it. And so it can be done. And the funny There's thing a precedent that, for this. And the, so it can be yeah. done. And the funny thing is that she boycotted it as the best player in the world. But the Americans championing the teams went and went to play and won the trophy. Those people that are championing themselves, no? that they are the pioneers of gender equality and pay gap, no? they continue to play. Why didn't they all uh, uh, boycott? Do you see my problem? And no way to is boycotting because they know their football will not get them there. This noise will get their name there. So it's easier for them. Let the big teams, let the big teams that we know that can win the trophy do it that's the that's how you yeah exactly when when issues happen and you have big players like lebron james and everybody standing up the nba it moved the needle the nba acted you understand because these people but one player best player of the world in norway that didn't play they still had their numbers you know the women had their highest rating also you understand the game still went on and they played and people watched people even forgot she wasn't there you understand that's not if america and other big uh, big teams powerhouses had also boycotted with their best players it would have had such an effect and that's what i'm saying you can't put the onus on players to boycott players can boycott national teams national teams that have to do it you understand they have to say that oh this and this but it's too late media is too late all right the qatar the qatar issue is going to be one that i think as football fans are going to keep an eye on 
it's going to be interesting to see if other teams actually take the protest to Qatar when they actually start <laughs> with the World Cup games. Because like Crack alluded to, they don't take kindly to <laughs> such visible forms mm. of protest. Don't, but not, they also don't try. <laughs> no, but they also can't go after FIFA players. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who decides to you know push that hospitality <laughs> to the limits. But we did watch them. We did watch them. Um, another important sporting event that's happened this week during the international break has been the return of the Formula One season. Um, if anybody watches, you know that it's been exciting in that everyone is trying to figure out if there's any team that can actually take on the dominance of Hamilton and Mercedes. As we are recording, the Bahrain qualifiers results are out. And if you're a Verstappen fan, you will be excited to know he has taken pole. Is this the year that Red Bull finally challenged Mercedes' dominance? Smiley, what are you thinking? <laughs> that laugh alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of hopeful thinking among F1 fans this season because everybody is low-key tired of the Mercedes' dominance. They've made a thing such a ball fest every year. Is now what five years in a row for Hamilton? I think. Yeah, five Charlie. Is is the thing has just become so boring, and I know I'm not trying to dump in anyone's spirits or anything, but Charlie, it's going to be another Mercedes here. Uh, Verstappen may, may have taken uh, P1 oh, for the yeah. for the um, for the race tomorrow, which will be probably be done by the time this episode comes out anyway, but. Mercedes took two and three. Yeah, is, Hamilton second. That, what yeah, maybe Verstappen probably puts his all into this particular race because it's the first race of the season and everything into the qualifiers. But I don't think we are going to see anything much different from what we've been seeing for the past five years. It's probably going to be another Hamilton year. Bottas, Bottas, he has question marks around him because I've never really seen him as a particularly good driver he's just one of the he's just he's <laughs> lucky he's lucky enough to have a great car so that's what is helping him but wow <laughs> honestly i feel like if any other driver had the mercedes car Bottas, for example i'm not trying to uh, shit on hamilton's record or anything but Bottas in particular he wouldn't be where he is because in the end remember last season when um hamilton was out for the Turkish gp and Russell um, came in. Russell had yeah. to come in and fill in for him, and he was about to, he was about to win the race until um, the pit stop. Yeah, yeah, they, they <laughs> fucked up. The team fucked up, and uh, he ended up finishing outside the points places. And you have to remember that Russell hadn't scored any points in Formula One before that race, and then suddenly he he takes the car for just one race, and, and he's about to pole. win it. <laughs> yeah, it should tell you that the car. You know, a lot of Hamilton fans like to say. It's it's not just the car. It's like even though yes, it's not just the car, but the car the car is probably like eighty percent of the reason. Because if you put Vettel in the Mercedes car and you put Hamilton in even the, even the Red Bull car or the um, the Ferrari car of last season, I'm telling you, Vettel would probably have won the drivers' championship. So it's it's. It's nice that Formula One is back and everything, but I'm still expecting the Mercedes dominance to continue. Well, speaking of Vettel, it seems the new Aston Martin team is not doing so hot. Uh, Vettel is at 18th, Lance Stroll is at 10th, 
<laughs> and speaking of Ferrari, <laughs> you did laugh. <laughs> Ferrari have like Leclerc at uh, fourth, McLaren have sixth and seventh. All these teams were supposed to be giving Mercedes and Red Bull around for their money, but it's looking firmly that like it's going to be a Red Bull Mercedes championship, and that is us forcing the issue because if Smiley's prediction comes to pass, where it's a Mercedes one-two, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, <laughs> that, one, that first, second, third lineup that we all got title last season, if we repeat again, then Charlie, the season, the season is done. Um, any comments to add, Paola and Crack? All I can say is, it's Mercedes to lose, and it's Hamilton to lose. So, whatever Red Bull pulls, whatever Vettel will be, in fact. The whole thing has become so boring with Hamilton winning over and over again. I just I just want to change. I know I'm, I'm asking for too much, but then sometimes this thing becomes so boring, and then, I mean... I mean, you go feel watch the midfield battle. <laughs> Forget about first, <laughs> second, and watch the midfield. <laughs> so we but, know whoever is first and comes second and third. Yeah, Charlie, that word the fan, that word the things it makes. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, and Aston Martin, they made such a huge splash in the build up to the season and everything. Charlie, this has been disappointing, yeah. Everybody was looking to them thinking they were coming to do something big but honestly from the qualifiers it just looks like they are unprepared somehow they were probably just looking at the optics of everything and not focusing on what they actually have to do because as for the branding yeah it's been on it's point tight. everything <laughs> branding we are tight but the car the car and actually it hurts me to see veto like this because last season it was obvious that he was his heart wasn't in it again. I think he was even mm-hmm. considering retirement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Aston Martin came to rescue him. And I was thinking, hey, a new force, maybe they can come and do something. But Charlie, it's been a terrible start for them. I mean, like what Isare said, Charlie, I'm rooting for everybody black. So I definitely <laughs> do want Hamilton to win. But I do agree that Idebo. 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 I do. I really do wish, hope Vettel and Aston Martin at least, you know, pack up a challenge just because I like the color green and I'm just excited to have that color on the racetrack. But Charlie, this 18th and 11th, yeah, <laughs> check like we all be McLaren fans <laughs> if you want a plan B because I can't come and kill myself with heartbreak, heartbreak this season. But yeah, we'll see how the season pans out. You guys will already know the results by the time this episode goes out. Um, who do you, quick, quick predictions. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Smiley, Crack, then Paiola. So, Smiley. Oh, Hamilton. For this reason, <laughs> Hamilton. Hi, <laughs> Crack. Smiley has spoken for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, for well, me, nobody won't throw money for stopping him back. I could talk about stopping, but I don't take money to talk. That would be <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll, I'll back. I'll back. I'll back Max too. I suspect, or I suspect that he's really going to go hard to get that first podium win because if he lets this one slip, and the Mercedes cars, you know, are back on form, it's going to be a minute before he takes <laughs> he takes he takes first spot. So he's going to give this all he can. Well, Max to win if he doesn't crash out because Shahidu sometimes they're driving. Oof. Hot head. Hot head. He can get crazy with it. He can get crazy with it. 
All right, the next segment we're going to go into is a Kentucky NBA episode. We want to thank our kind sponsor, Kentucky Food, for sponsoring this. And remember to follow them on at Kentucky GH. If you want Turkey good jollof rice, they are your plugs and the ones to hit. All right, guys. So the NBA deadline's gone and passed. The teams that thought they would do things, <laughs> they'd some, some did and some didn't. We're just going to review review and see what we think about chances, especially championship going forward. Now, the Heats were fairly active. The Heats have gotten Oladipo. They traded to the Rockets, Bradley, Kelly Oninik, and what, 20, 2022 first-round picks. They also received, you know what, Bielisa from the Kings and also Maurice Harkless and Chris Silva. How are you guys feeling about the Oladipo move? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Crack, and then Paola, then Smiley. I think um, this is this is a chance for Oladipo to really, really put the NBA on notice again because this was the initial thing. <laughs> on notice, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, because people have forgotten about him. You understand? Like, people talk about Oladipo like he's a scrub or he's a bum. But this guy is a solid 20 point per game uh, uh, player. You understand? He's a, he, he has once given 28 points in a season at Pacers before. And even he did it at Portland. I said Apollo, a rocket. But going back, he is the only is currently the only player that has been on five different teams in, in the past eight years or so. He has been in that's the, insane. That's too yeah. much. You understand? For a player of his caliber, like people just get him and all of a sudden he's just moving on. I mean, after his injury, he hasn't been the same, but he's still a solid, he's still a solid player. And I know the heat culture, once they put him in. You know, cause heat, they tell you you're gonna eat this way, you're gonna train hey, this way. This is the Maya, vi- vice so I mean, nights. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so I really want to see him in the heat, and I really want to see how he's good. But he's really gonna be good. He's really gonna be good, and be uh, be a, uh, be a to another player who we are now. We know that the centers in the league, they all stretch forwards right now. That they are they are playing perimeter shooting threes. He actually can space mm-hmm. for for a big guy yeah. like that. And because losing Olenix, they needed another big that could shoot. And they got Bielisa. So I don't think it's, it's really... But, but that, that's, that's, that's good for them. Because they, they got this guy uh, on the uh, buyout market. It wasn't the buyout market, but they, they uh, um, traded for him. This this player from the, from Houston as well. Oh, this this good defender. I've forgotten his name. Yeah, but let's... Uh, this is the heat. So, okay, okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, so Oladipo is going to work for them. And I really wanted to work for the Miami Heat because I really like him. All right, all right. Paola, what are you feeling? How are you feeling about the Heat's moves this season? Well, I think in general, it's it's a good move for them. They let um, every Bradley go. I mean, that guy was supposed to be their other defensive rock when you take out um, Butler. But that hasn't happened a lot. And Oladipo, after the injury, hasn't been the same, okay? He's been struggling a bit, but he still averages like 20 points per game, even for this season. So he's still a good pickup. I, I want to see how he partners with Butler in the team, and then with Robinson shooting like he is now, and then Tyler Hero making all the moves for what's his second year. I think, in general, I think it's a, it's a good move for the Heat. I hope they, they put it together, because... The East, the Eastern Conference, it's, it's just funny for me because it's like 
all the heavyweights are in the West and then the, he, the, the East have to sort these things out with these, uh, what do you call it, these small teams trying to emerge and then... Hey, bro, you know they see... Please, the Nets are there, the Sixers no, are there, no, the Bucks are there, they are the Celtics there, are there. See, see if, if you're a team like, like Heat, okay, you are yeah. likely to make the playoffs in the East than the West because the West is stacked. So if picking up Oladipo, I think it's going to help them. I really think it's going to help them because I don't know, for a funny reason, anybody who plays with Butler becomes quite good. <laughs> Butler has this thing, this winning mentality about him where... If you are on his team, you have to bring your A game. Mm-hmm. We saw that last year during the playoffs, and I feel maybe Butler will help him to become the Oladipo we know before that we knew before the injury. I just, I just feel it's it's, it's a good pickup for them. Okay, that's yeah, fair. Especially adding to what Paola was saying, the player that was saying they picked up that I forgot his name was Trevor Ariza. You know that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ariza. Yeah. 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 And a very good perimeter defender, and also yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. Well, I mean, like you said, crack. The Heat culture is legendary. Patrick doesn't play around. If 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 <laughs> if, if, if is, is able to buy in and be eighty percent of the player he was that he projected to be, then the Heats have a very very good good player on their hands. And for the Heat challenge, this is a perfect scenario. You get to try him out. If it doesn't work out, <laughs> you don't have to sign him <coughs> on for long and then Charlie, yeah. you just straight uh, away. And Cyril, not to cut you off, I remembered a name as well. They are in the running to get uh, uh, um, the Aldridge. Aldridge. Yeah, so Aldridge. perfect. Oh my yeah. goodness. So they should come for so him. Actually gonna they should come big, for Aldridge. It's actually, oh, they, Aldridge has left the space. You put him out. So right now, he's right. in the running. So it will be actually a big four in the, in the East. With them, you understand? Miami is going to get a big four, which is really, really going to be exciting. Because Riley, Riley doesn't play. Yes. <laughs> nah, he doesn't play. Because people people weren't rating them this year. Because in the beginning, they had these COVID issues and they started poorly. But since and then Balaki, Bam was out for a while. Them, yeah. Yes, and they went for a winning streak. And right now, but then they're on a purple patch where they've like, like five or um, they've, they've lost like five from the truth. But it's it's heat you see them in the playoffs and they are different so yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so we are liking this move this move for the heat smile you want to add something for top or uh me my own my perspective will come from a gumbless perspective hi hi let us hear let us hear the odds oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, me, me, I have money on the Heat to win the Southeast Division. You know they have. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Man, so man is out here betting on the moves, South. All these moves <laughs> are helping. Are going to help Smiley win the bet. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. in the Southeast Division they have the Hawks, Hornets, Wizards, and Magic. Yeah, right now, that it, it, think, it's theirs to win. It's theirs to win. The Hornets yeah, but, are injured. The Magics are are, are stripped. Yeah, it's just to win. <laughs> yeah, the Hornets were on fire, I think, with Lamelo Ball and everything until he got injured. That one also hurts me because yeah. I've been, I'm lucky a fan of him because I don't, I don't know, maybe because of his fan. I really or like him. Yeah, yeah. So but I've did, been but did they help your bet? So you're okay with it? Yeah, they help me. So I, mean, I can't complain. But yeah, they've been on a five match losing streak. It worry me why, because Charlie. <laughs> 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 so, so, 
Yeah, so so when they signed uh, Oladipo, I went look. I looked up his um, his Stats. record. I saw that he's been a, a two-time All Star and everything. So I said, "Oh, okay, cool." Oh, you cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, welcome to the club. No, be small. No, be small. Payout. If you so, I was just hoping you come and secure my bet for me. If you so, if you so. All right, switching conferences to a bit. Uh, let's focus only on the Clippers. So the Clippers' main move was getting Rondo and trading Lou, Will, Lou Williams back to the Hawks. Lemon Pepe. Lemon Pepe Will. I mean, he put up a post saying he almost considered retiring, but the love that he got from the fans and all of that, he's going to keep on playing. Definitely a good pickup by the Hawks and the Clippers... To me, they seem to be betting a whole lot on playoff Rondo showing up because, yeah, we all know regular season Rondo is not going to give you much. Is 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 that enough of an advantage? Is that enough of an advantage having Rondo in the playoffs on your team? What do you guys think? Uh, Payola, let's start with you. I honestly don't know how to feel about this particular trade. I mean, you have (laughs) like, oh, honestly, I actually don't know how to feel about this. Trust me, because I don't know the Rondo. Clippers are getting. At least with Lou Williams, we know what they had. You see, but I don't know the Rondo they are going to get at this point. Because Rondo is old. He's old. He's done it uh, over and over again. And can he do it again for the Clippers this year? I don't see that. I mean, all this was said last year and the guy rolled in and won a, <laughs> won a ring. So, let's be honest, he was playing with AD and the LeBron, I mean, Kawhi and Paul George but, are nothing to see. see Kawhi, Kawhi isn't a leader. Kawhi is a solid player, but can't lead. Even the championship run with Raptors, he wasn't the leader of the team. You could see Kyle Lowry being the leader in there. You and see, couldn't he's a solid player. That's, some, that's, a, that's, a, that's a quality that Rondo brings. A general on the floor. He can run the place. He can move the team around. So Kawhi doesn't have to worry about that. If anything, so now they don't have a, a set man scoring from the bench. I I don't see this. I don't I don't I don't, don't know. Need, they, you see, if you, if you really watch the Clippers this season, not even this season, right from the playoffs, what they lacked was a true point guard, a general and a leader. Cause one, Kawhi is not a point guard. Paul George is not yeah. a point guard. But then this season, the person leading the assist in the Clippers is Paul George, followed by Kawhi. Patrick Beverly is useless. <laughs> when it comes to close, oh yeah, they are, they, you know when when it comes to um, teams leading by three points and losing this season in the NBA, the Clippers are leading because they don't have any point guard that is going to run the play in, in close games that is going to call the shot and calm them down and lead them on. Because Kawhi is not a point guard. Kawhi can mm-hmm. create his own shots, but then again, he gets confused with PG. Who's going to take this? Who's going to do this? They are going to run into their shot, but Rondo will get you the ball at your spot. Playoff Rondo is not a myth. He doesn't, whether you say he's old or not, Rondo will turn up. He's just a year older and he's not injured. A motivated mm-hmm. Rondo chasing, he will be the first player ever to, if he wins, wins with the Clippers, wins with LA, and wins, wins with Celtics. He is motivated. One, Tyrone Lou or also trust him like the way he trusts LeBron and let everybody know that look this guy is a leader Rondo coming there can talk his bullshit and put everybody in check because he is a two-time winner 
aside him, the only person that has won twice is Kawhi, followed by uh, um, this guy Ibaka that has won only once. So whatever Rondo says, they will follow. And you know Rondo has done it with the Lakers and knows their enemies very well. So they are really going to listen. It, it pained me that they got him. Because if you follow the Clippers this season, Lemon Pepe Lou hasn't been the same for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. His minutes are down. They don't play him in the fourth quarter. And he's still not giving them the points like he gives them. They just don't trust him. They wanted a chance to move him along. But they made a mistake by giving that nonsense money to Lucana, who is useless. They could have just given it to Rondo earlier or before him going to the Rocks, to the Hawks. But then what people don't understand is um, the Hawks GM and uh, um, uh, um, the logo. What's his name? Uh, the NBA logo, Jerry oh, West. Jerry West. They were yeah. all at. They were all as GSW as consultants together. You understand? So it was an easy deal for him to co- contact my old buddy. Look, I need Rondo last minute. Lemon Pepper Lou, we are shipping him off. Everybody will want uh, uh, um, Lou Williams. But then the Clippers won by getting him. Without a fit, a fully fit LeBron and AD, they are winning the LA battle again. Rondo is that missing piece. But when both of them are fit, it's still Lakers to lose. But this this actually brings the Clippers closer. Because I hated this move, I didn't want it to happen. Because I'm against them, but it happened. Because I know what Rondo can do in the playoffs. Teams okay. target Lemon Pepe Lou when they're playing against them. Because they know he sucks defensively. But he can't do that with Rondo. Rondo is a good perimeter defender and an all-ball defender. So yeah, so it's good for them. Alright, alright. Another team that made all the moves, or at least, you know, was heavily involved in trades was the Chicago Bulls. They acquired... Uh, Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu from the Magics. They also received an Thais from Celtics. They sent Mo Wagner the other way. Then I think they also got uh, Chandler Hutchison from the Wizards. Um, it's interesting because I remember Crack was all, <laughs> all excited about the trade. I did try to downplay it, but um, we have this comment from Lavine. Where he goes, we appreciate former teammates, but we got a lot better. I am extremely excited. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that kind of tells you all <laughs> all there is to know about Wendell Carter, Otto, and Otto Potter. Otto they, Potter. They, <laughs> they, they were clogging up space. And honestly, adding, adding Vuch alone just makes, just makes the bull at least an interesting potential... What... <laughs> Seventh or eighth seed, especially now that there's going to be a play-in, Charlie, they can cause some damage. They will cause damage. They can, and they will. They will. I, I like, I like what they did. I like what they did. Vucevic coming in, it's amazing. That guy has been rotting away with the magic for a while now. I oh, think Charlie, him Charlie. combining, him combining with Lavin will be interesting. Uh, I want to see how that pans out because it's really interesting to see Vucevic with um, with Bulls now. I feel they can they can make the playoffs with this trade. They can really make be in the playoff picture by the by the end of the season. No, be small first round exits, but yeah, Charlie. Yeah, we'll take up. We'll take up. We'll take up because uh, Lavin excites me a lot. He's one player yeah. I like. Yeah. I enjoy watching. I enjoy I watching that. because because you're going to get the highlights reels from him. Oh, with, with his which shooting, yeah, with his yep. dunks, you are going to get something from him each night. I'm I'm really excited for this trade. 
Uh, Smiley, you bet, you bet for the Bulls stop me then win them a division or nah? Oh, yeah, hell I no. Know they, I know they didn't shout for their pass how many years. <laughs> 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 this this trick will help them. Oh, man. Um, another Chinese. team that... Sorry, go on, crack. Yeah, like, one of the best big men in the league is Vooch. He's a walking yeah. double-double. Charlie, like, 2010, I, standard. Of the perimeter. <laughs> like, he's going to give you 2010 every single night. And, yeah. and see, uh, like, Kobe White and Zach giving you their constant 20 and above a game. And you add Vooch as well. They didn't really lose anybody. McKinnon is still there. And Otopota, when you talk about Otopota, the only thing you remember is Shakhtin the fool. What he did. That guy, uh, that guy had, that guy had an upside and he, he dropped so low that nobody even cares about Otopota again. Injuries, injuries, man. Let's, is, add, is let's, add, let's, let's add, let's add context. Injuries, but yes, go on. Injuries, so, okay, injuries, yes, but he's not the only player that, okay, you just let him not, let me not smack him down. The boot still <laughs> was really good. And they also got, uh, got a good rim protector in Daniel Tice. I don't know what yeah. the Celtics were thinking over there, but I mean, it's, it's a good pickup for them because Mo Wagner is not better than Thais. But I think maybe um, Celtics. It's a salary. It's a salary thing. Oh, salary yeah. cap issue. Okay. But I think maybe you want to go with the tallest player in the NBA. So, <laughs> yeah. So you want to give him a chance. So, yeah. I mean, Thais is a actually, better defender. Yeah. This actually really, really gives the Bulls a chance. But then. Three out of the best teams in the NBA are in the East right now. They are the top five. They are in the East right now. So, if you are the seventh or eighth seed, first, either you are going to be the Bucks, you are going to be the Nets, you are going to be the Sixers, and and I don't know how it's going to go. Upset, upset happens. So yeah, let's see how it goes. All right, all right. Um, one move that everybody was anticipating that didn't materialize was. Somebody trying to get Larry out of, out of what? Well, no, it's no longer Toronto, but Florida Raptors. Um, <laughs> they ended up with a very underwhelming trade. Uh, the Blazers got Norman Powell, and the Raptors ended up sending, I think what? No, the Raptors sent Norman Powell to the Blazers and ended up getting Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood, Charlie. Welcome to my hood. <laughs> it it. After what was promised, where is Larry going to go? This felt very underwhelming. Like, okay, I mean, everybody got what what they wanted. Doesn't really move. Uh, I don't know. You know the excitement. The trade is. Well, you think that you think yeah, what the Raptors won? Really? No, no, Portland. He said Portland. You sure? Oh, power power is better than uh, 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 yeah. Okay, I mean, I, I see. No, do you know this, I understand. Do you know this? Do you know? This, do you know? No, but you know I see. Is, is, it, is, it, is, the, is the third highest three point shooter? Who, Paul? Yes. Yes, Paul. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. But yeah, and again, that pickup is really good for them. Do you think Powell is what moves the needle against the Nuggets, the Lakers, or Mavs if that ends up being the Blazers' first round opponents? You see, what will move the needle really? is if they are fit. Nekic is coming back. is coming back. Nekic is coming back from his recent. See, bro, he's don't back. jinx he's it. He's back, actually. 
He's back. Is he, oh, okay, okay. Is he cleared yeah, for back. cleared for contact or? Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, yeah, okay. He is. He's cleared, but I don't trust that that soft guy. Yeah, it always feels like Nick. No yeah, Nick always feels <laughs> like he always dips out. He comes back, the hype. Yeah, the Blazers are back, and then boom, it's all back to Dame alone again. I mean, Dame Dame enters every season with something to prove. I don't know why. This season, for instance, uh, he, he wasn't named a starter and uh, uh, the All Star game as a starter. Like I felt, I thought that was very, very wrong. I mean, between him and then Doncic, I would have picked Lillard, and then he 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 relishes these things. When he misses out on something like this, you know you're going to get like a very fierce day during the playoffs or something. He always has oh, something still, to still oh, oh, this this year, see, trust me, I think they'll make the finals. <laughs> trust me, they're going to make the Western Conference final. Trust me. Okay, oh, this is the snippet point, yeah. The prediction that the Blazers are going to make the Western Conference final. Like kind of. <laughs> the Blazers really have a solid team when healthy because in the center position they have uh, uh, um, Nekic and they have uh, this guy, the Turkish guy. Um, what's his name? Um, counter and his counter. Counter, yeah, and his counter. They have and a counter. He's he's bad defensively, but he's good offensively. And you give your offensive rebound and points. You understand? Norman Power joining that second unit team is really even if it's a starter or a second unit team. He and he and Melo are going to give you buckets. They are giving yeah, you solid yeah. buckets. And CJ coming back even cj or dame running with the second unit it's gonna be mad but they always seem to lose they are never healthy when it's getting they are never healthy i don't know why something yeah something always happens either one uh, one player goes out or maybe they go the two backcourt go very cold you understand or something always happens but when they are fully fit trust me like they are really a problem they are really a problem to deal with they're really going to be a problem to deal with. This, 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 this trade was really, really good for them. It was really good for them. All right. So that brings us to the end of uh, Kentucky-sponsored NBA, NBA wrap-up segment. We'll definitely be looking forward to see how the playoff shapes up. And hopefully we're able to do a preview once the team starts, you know, the standings start looking looking a bit more certain. Uh, the Lakers, it's going to be interesting to see how far they fall when LeBron and AD comes back. Hey, 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 respect yourself. No, bec- no because <laughs> they're right. For, <laughs> for the West, it's going to get complicated because the further down the Lakers fall, the more tricky that first round playoffs becomes. Nobody wants to yes. miss the Lakers in Nobody round one. Nobody wants to face them. <laughs> yeah, so the permutations are going to be going to be hella, hella, hella interesting. But Charlie, we do watch. We do watch. Um... Final comments as we wrap up this episode. Bold prediction times. Who are you guys betting on to win to win the season? Payola, we already know say you see the Blazers in the Western Conference. <laughs> you see them in the finals. Final. Who do you see yeah. taking the entire thing? Dame? 
Wow. See, it's too early. It's too early to take that. <laughs> For the whole thing, it's too early because you need to know how the conferences are going to shape up at the end of the season. Look at the brackets and My all guy, that. Smiley and gets money. He won't bet, right? Because the odds are looking good. Who do <laughs> I mean, you I see? Give one already. My like guy is going to pull the trigger. Now I need to set it. Now I need to set it. Crack, but then crack. we need to see how it shapes crack, up. Are you prepared to make... Oh, crack will always say the guess will win everything. Come crack, on. are you feeling... I, I can't... Are you feeling I can't confident? really make a prediction right now because I need a lot of injured players to return. I need KD to return. I need Bron and AD to return. Like, these people are the NBA. These three people right here. Like, I need them to return. If they don't return, I can't really make a prediction right now because I need Embiid to, to return. We need to see how all these people are going to be like before making a bold prediction. So, because right now, Bron is out for four to six weeks. AD has been cleared to do a little bit of contact tracing. But I said contact tracing, contact play, but still, it's, it's not... Yeah, and then you don't have Embiid back at all. We still don't know the timeline for KD. So I, I really want them to be back. And when, once they are back, because we have like how many games more? 19 or so games to go. So I, I just want them to be back then. You know how it's going to go like. So because right now I'm holding on to my prediction. But then the NBA okay. everybody is, 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 is fapping over Brooklyn. And so. All right. So unofficial prediction unless it is <laughs> a quick no who's official prediction <laughs> i said unofficial but i said unofficial ah, hey no be fights hey. <laughs> no be fights because i hate no them i hate them you know be fights you know be fights you like you like the players on different teams you just hate them all together on one team they are coming for your skin that's why <laughs> that's why he hates them um listeners just also wanted to report that the extra time episode that uh, I believe it was KO, Smiley, and Kawa recorded, the Black Stars did us proud by drawing <laughs> with South <laughs> Africa and thereby qualifying. So, Charlie. They did well, Mu Prime. They, they got the job done. <laughs> it wasn't elegant, no, I but. Want, I wanted them to lose. <laughs> oh, man. They got, the, they got the job done. Um. Listeners, again, remember that you can send us your hot takes for discussion for future episodes. The handle is at ATW Podcast GCR. That's at ATW Podcast GCR. KO, Crack, hey, sorry, KO, Corey, and Kawa should be returning next episode. So, Charlie, send them your hot takes so that, Charlie, they discuss and all I of did, that. But Cyril mentally checked me out. What? Uh, <laughs> you be like KDA, Charlie, I think I said you make injured. That'd be why. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. The ATW Prediction League will be back next week. The boys have taken a break. So, Charlie, international break. Everybody sleep. Smiley, no, they want updates. But next week, Charlie, <laughs> next week, the table will be back. Payola, thank you so much for coming on and joining. Again, to our episode sponsors, Kentucky and Danboard Trading, your most reliable supplier of car batteries in a crime beyond. Charlie, the handles being Kentucky GH and the Bond. The Bojona. The Bojona. <laughs> hey, Charlie. <laughs> struggle with the name. The, the Bojona. You two didn't suffer. Just like you. <laughs> no, you know, say, I didn't actually realize until so I, it never clicked. <laughs> it never clicked. I was always curious. Like, was it the body ninja? Or like, what was he going for exactly? <laughs> 
Ah, Charlie, thank you. Like, so, like blew my eyes. If you saw. <laughs> Actually, gentlemen, we are done. ATW dominates, dominates the conversation. <laughs> More sound. What's up? It's Meg, the badass co-host of the show What's the Word with F the DJ, where we talk everything music, your favorite musicians, and hot topics in the industry. To listen, search What's the Word on your podcast platforms. Or go to listen to gcr.com and check out what's the word. Jobless. Neymar, Busquets. Se va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano, se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha, chuta Cristiano. Gol. Costa turns out the finals. Hazard. Won the title for Leicester City tonight. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. Let's go, Kyrie Irving from downtown. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com.